Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin, and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Take my hand, come with me. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 22 of Soul Food where we are going to look at contentment which is an extremely important uh, although not necessarily the most easiest uh, virtue of the heart that we need to cultivate in our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this episode, we're going to look at contentment in the Qur'an. We're going to look at God's good pleasure when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is content with His servants. We're going to look at the relationship between love and contentment. In two episodes pr- prior to this one, we looked at love, and there's a deep relationship between love and contentment. We're going to look at the story of Prophet Musa and Khidr. And then we're also going to talk about when the servant, when you turn back to Allah in prayer, does that uh, agree with contentment? Does that coincide with contentment or not? So let's look at contentment in the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَعَدَ اللَّهُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ جَنَّاتٍ تَجْرِي مَنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارِ That God has promised the believers, the believing men and the believing women, Gardens of paradise, graced with flowing streams, خَالِدِينَ fiha, where they will remain forever. وَمَسَاكِنَ طَيِّبَةً فِي جَنَّاتِ عَدْنِ And peaceful and good homes in the gardens of lasting bliss. وَرِضْوَانٌ مِّنَ اللَّهِ أَكْبَرٌ And greatest of all is God's good pleasure, God's ridwan, God's contentment with His servants. That is the supreme triumph when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants his servants in paradise his good pleasure when he bestows upon them the contentment from Allah which is unlike any of our contentment which is a great gift and a great triumph as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran. In another verse of the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the soul that returns back to Allah. And we're talking about soul food and we're talking about the way that uh, the soul is refined. That, Ya ayyatuha nafsul mutma'inna, O serene soul, irji'i ila rabbiki radiyatan mardiyya. That go back to your Lord in a state that is pleasing, that is content, and that is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah says about His righteous servants in another verse of the Qur'an, رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ That God has become content with them, and they are content with Him. And ذَلِكَ لِمَنْ خَشِيَ رَبَّهُ And that is a state that God grants to those who are fearful and in awe of Him, and of His majesty and perfection, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah has these beautiful verses that, that show us that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is content with you, when the servant reaches this level that Allah 
bestows his good pleasure upon them, that there really is nothing greater that could ever be described. And Allah says in another verse of the Qur'an that really describes, uh, uh, once again, all of these rewards and pleasures in paradise, but that the greatest thing beyond all of that is when Allah bestows his good pleasure and his contentment upon the servants. Allah says in Surah Qaf, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وأزلفت الجنة للمتقين غير بعيد And then paradise will be brought close to the righteous and will no longer be distant. This is on the Day of Judgment. هذا ما توعدون لكل أواب حفيظ This is what you were promised. And this is for everyone who turned regularly, constantly back to God and kept Him in mind. مَنْ خَشِيَ الرَّحْمَانَ بِالْغَيْبِ وَجَاءَ بِقَلْبٍ مُنِيبٍ And Allah continues to describe the righteous. Those who held the most gracious in awe, though he is unseen, and who come before God with a heart that is turned to him in devotion. Once again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about the state of the heart when the servant meets him, when you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we've looked at this time and time again. Whoever comes back to the Most Gracious with a heart that is full of devotion to Him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, So enter paradise in peace. This is the day of everlasting life. They will have everything that they could possibly wish for in there. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and we have even more for them. The Mufassireen, they have a few different interpretations. What is this more that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is referring to here? And some of the Mufassireen say, this is the Ridwan from Allah. This is God's contentment that He bestows upon the people of paradise, which is even greater than everything they could ever possibly wish for and every other uh, experience of bliss in paradise. So that brings us to the relationship between love and contentment. You might be thinking, okay, so contentment is something that is given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and that is the greatest gift. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also said, radiyallahu anhum wa an, that God was well pleased with them, and the servants, the righteous servants, were well pleased with Him. So what does it mean to be well pleased with God? What does it mean to, to have uh, this good pleasure and this contentment with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Imam al-Haddad says, you must be content with God's decrees. You must be content with God's decrees for this contentment is among the most noble consequences of love. That when you love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you become content with whatever He gives you. It is the attribute of the lover to be pleased with the acts of his beloved, whether they be sweet or bitter. And the thing is, the reality is, let us be honest, life is not always easy. But the believer whose heart turns back to Allah, and when you are in a state of love of Allah, then you're able to accept even the bitter. And nobody said it was easy. But that's the reality of someone who's in love with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and has that love for the divine. The Prophet sallallahu has said that God says, anyone who is not content with my decrees 
and cannot patiently endure my trials, let him seek a Lord other than I. In other words, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our only Lord, so we should be content with his decrees, sweet or bitter. The Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, he asked the companions, he said, what is the sign of your faith? What is the sign that you're believers? And they said that we are patient in times of difficulty and we're thankful in times of ease and we are content with the blows of fate, that we are content with God's decrees. And it's interesting that they said that we are content with the blows of fate because fate, fate deals some blows that are not always easy to bear. Sometimes it's difficult, sometimes it's heavy, sometimes it hurts. But the person who wants to pierce beyond the illusion of this world and the test of this world sees Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and recognizes that he's in control. And when the, the companions responded with that, the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, said, I swear by the Lord of the Kaaba, you are believers. That he testified that that is the sign of one's faith. Imam al-Haddad continues talking about contentment and about love and contentment and understanding why a person should be in a state of contentment. He says there can be none more ignorant than the one who raises objections to the way that God deals with his kingdom or disputes against his sovereignty while remaining aware that God the exalted is the unique creator. He is the authority and the sovereign and the manager of, of the cosmos who does what he wills and decides whatever he wishes. Who, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, cannot be asked to account for what he does while they, i.e. us, creation, will be asked and will be called to account for whatever they did. He said, on the contrary, you must believe that everything that God does cannot be done in a wiser, more equitable, better, or more perfect way. That the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deals with you, even in times of difficulty, that in reality, it could not be done in a wiser and better and more perfect way. And we see this very clearly in the story of Sayyidina Musa and Al-Khidr, Prophet Moses, peace be upon him, and Khidr. When Prophet Musa, as described in Surah Al-Kahf, in the 18th surah of the Qur'an called the cave, when Prophet Moses, peace be upon him, went in search of this righteous man who Allah gave a special kind of knowledge where he was able to see some of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's decree and see kind of the ultimate end of certain things. So this man was doing some very strange things. And Prophet Musa was confused and he said, so for example, they were riding on a boat and Khidr, he uh, he kind of damaged the boat and there was a, a little hole, a leak in the boat. And Prophet Musa said, why have you damaged the boat of the people who let us ride on their boat? You've done something wrong. And he said, I have knowledge that you don't have. You can't patiently endure what I'm going to be going through. And then Prophet Musa said, forgive me for kind of uh, uh, not being patient to understand the wisdom. Let us continue on. And then Al-Khidr he killed a child, which is obviously a great crime. But Prophet Musa said, what are you doing? Why did you, why did you kill this pure soul? And he said, I have knowledge that you don't have. 
God has commanded me to do certain things that you can't understand, that you can't see at this moment. And then they went along their way and they came to a town in which the people were very uh, mean and very cold-hearted. And while they were in that town, Al-Khidr, he rebuilt this wall. There was a wall that was falling apart and he rebuilt it. And Musa said, you know, if you told the people that you rebuilt this wall, they might give you something. And Sayyidina Al-Khidr said, I did all of this for reasons that are not apparent because of the special knowledge that Allah gave me and the commands that God gave me. He said, as for the boat that I damaged, those people were living under a king who was tyrannical and he was confiscating all the boats of, of the, the people. And when I damaged their boat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew that their boat would have been confiscated. So I damaged it so that their boat wouldn't be confiscated. Even though it was something that was bitter in the moment, there was good in it. And he said, as for the child, the child was going to grow up into becoming a very bad person. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to take his soul at a young age and will replace him with a better child for his parents. He was going to grow up to become a very evil person who would harm others and harm himself ultimately. So there was a wisdom behind that even though it was a very terrible act in and of itself. And then the third thing he said, as for this wall, there was a treasure that belonged to some orphans in the city. And I rebuilt the wall so that the people wouldn't take from their treasure and that when they grow older, they can have what their father left behind for them. So the moral of all of these kind of amazing stories of Sayyidina Al-Khidr is that things are not always how they seem. And that you have to recognize, even in times of difficulty, you have to be content. You have to recognize out of your love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you need to be pleased with whatever He decrees for you, even if it's difficult. Even if it's difficult. Now that brings us to understanding prayer and contentment. So let's say something is very difficult. Does that mean that you can't turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask for His assistance? Does that mean if you see something wrong that you shouldn't try to change it? Absolutely not. That's not what it means at all. But what it means that even in the face of difficulty, you need to be content with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and recognize that He's in control that He's taking care of you, and that He has a wise plan beyond what you can possibly imagine. And then with that, with that state of heart, you can work to improve things, whether it's through dua, or whether it's through helping others, or whether it's through helping yourself. But the state of your heart does not become resentful against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam al-Haddad says about prayer and contentment, he says, know that supplication, that dua, even with insistence, does not compromise contentment. On the contrary, it's part of it. How can it not be so when prayer expresses true faith in God's unity? Is the language of servitude and the hallmark of the realization of helplessness, neediness, humility, and poverty towards God. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, to God belong the most beautiful names. So call on him by those most beautiful names. Seek Allah's assistance. 
But that seeking Allah's assistance is part of your love and your contentment to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah says, your Lord has says, pray to me and I will answer you. Pray to me and I will answer you. So turning to Allah, seeking His assistance, seeking to improve things that are bad, is does not go against contentment as long as the state of your heart is content in Allah's wisdom and power and ability and will. And that you recognize that there could, there is good even in the things that you do not necessarily enjoy. So that brings us to today's call to action. The next time something difficult happens, the next time something that displeases you, that makes you change from a state of contentment to a state of displeasure, the next time something like that happens, pause a moment and remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and remember His wisdom and remember that He's taking care of you and remember that He's looking at your heart at that very moment and say Alhamdulillah and ask Him for His assistance and ask Him to give you contentment even if it's something that's displeasing and turn your heart back to Him immediately. So that's the call to action for today. وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين جزاكم الله كل خير for listening once again please remember us in your duas especially in these blessed nights we ask you that you please remember us that Allah have mercy on us and forgive us and when I say us I mean myself and uh, the producer and kind of the people behind the scenes of soul food there's actually uh, several people helping out please remember us all in your duas and uh, inshallah we'll see you tomorrow السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته